everyone, welcome back to the Adventurer's Vault. Welcome back to Lancer, the fourth lesson. When last we left our pilots, they had landed on the moon of Durandal under directive from Admiral Yorick Whalen, and they were tasked with investigating the research station upon said moon, which had recently gone dark and missed their check-in. What they found was an empty landing zone that soon became filled with evacuating ships, drones in pursuit, opening fire on them, and women and children attempting to evacuate, whom they bravely defended, and were suddenly interrupted in the post-battle silence. They heard a voice introduce themselves as Remy Kios, a research assistant, telling them that Dr. Sokorot, the head of research at Durandal Station, must be stopped. Now, that was the head of security? He was the head of uh, research. Dr. Sokrat is uh, the no, head researcher. No, the guy that contacted us. He was a research assistant. The head of security, I think, was also missing. It was him and the doctor. Yep. And we determined they're the only two still missing. Only two important ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only two named NPCs. What we call payday people. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're the ones that matter if they die. Although we do have a good chunk of the research, so that helps. And we saved some of the masses, enough to be like, we saved lives. So currently you are still live on comm with Rami Kios, um, who has just delivered this this revelation. We had a, a TNO of personnel, right? Would we know that like this Rami Kios is a research assistant? Yes. Okay. Uh, last time you may recall there was a broadcast tower that Sylvia <laughs> I got it right. That Sylvia hacked into. Yep. That sounded painful for you. It <laughs> did sound very I painful. To, I had to like consciously remind myself. There was a broadcast tower that Sylvia hacked into, and she found a manifest that included a list of personnel, equipment, all that kind of stuff. You know, he was on the list. Uh, what I call, he wouldn't be a doctor, though. He'd be like a research assistant. I know, he might. He, he has be. a master's degree. Master's Come on, degree, okay. Put some respect on that. <laughs> Mr. Kios, this is Captain Rifus Trebo with the Black Tigers. We're sitting here to relieve. Uh, what is your status? What can you tell us what's going, about what's going on? My status is that I am hidden and wish to remain so. I've avoided notice so far, but we must be brief. This transmission, this, whatever this thing is, it, it spreads via transmission waves. It can... I merely cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> Can't risk it. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? He said it spreads through the airwaves. Oh. Well, then stop your meat flapping. I don't, I don't know how much long, longer we have, so I will have to keep it brief, but do you have any questions for me? You said Dr. Sokorot must be stopped. What? Wh why? What's he doing? He's let whatever this thing is out of its cage, if you will. Is this some sort of enhanced AI? Is it a virus, computer-wise? Or, or we... It seems to have intelligence. What exactly were you guys working on here? We were conducting research of, on the effects of solar radiation in such high concentrations, the effects on the wildlife and flora, fauna, nothing untoward, I assure you. You were so busy, you were so fucking busy thinking about if you could. You didn't stop to think if you should. <laughs> Sorry, just something I always wanted to say. Anyway, carry on. Emil started acting erratic over the last few weeks. 
We recently ran into combat with several Lancers and airships that were autopiloted. Is this a symptom of the thing? Yes, that makes sense. It, uh, I, I believe it puts its consciousness and spreads through them uh, like, like an echo would spread through a canyon. But each reverberation doesn't die. It's just sort of like a brainwave. So does, does it just move then? Well, it does not move, but it multiplies. It does not leave its hosts. Do you, do you know how to stop it, or would only Dr. Sokorot know? I am not entirely sure. I do know that he means to spread it through the, the main antenna. Once the next solar flare comes, at its peak, communication will be entirely impossible, but after that, long-range communications will be open for a brief time, and I shudder to think what would happen if this thing broadcast into the main navy. Where, where is the main antenna? Here at the research station. And you know, as you descended onto Durandal, you saw it. It's a very obvious landmark. Okay. It sort of hangs in the distance. A large satellite dish on the moon of Endor. When will communication be available again? And after uh, there's a few background clicks, like he's uh, broadcasting some information. Except that communicate. That will synchronize you to our radios and our watches. And you, you said he, he wants it done at the next solar flare. When, when is it? It will be shortly. Only three hours. All right. Um, are we able to get a communicate back to our ship? And is our ship able to get a communicate back to the Admiral? You are not. The solar radiation, you, you think you're close enough to the main facility. Yeah. That some communications are possible. But this is the reason they have a regularly scheduled check-in. Okay. Because long-range communications leading up to the solar flare yeah. are impossible. Uh, can we get a communicate back to our ship? No. Okay. So, two hours, you say? Three hours? Three, three hours, hours till the three solar hours. flare. Um, Rifus goes ahead and sets a timer on his Lancer, like in the upper right portion of the HUD. And you're kind of, like, synced in. Yeah. Like, they have this timed out pretty well. Yeah. Because they've been, you know, dealing with it for however many years they've been here. And something they have to deal with, you know, on a, a daily, weekly, monthly, yeah. yearly, yearly basis. One last question for me. Uh, wow, I just totally blanked on what that question was. For- I had a really important question, and then it just it floated away. Have you where that some bitch is? I don't know his exact oh. location, but he is surely here in the research station. If we destroy the antenna, is there any way to get this out, uh, to, for this disease, uh, whatever this is, to spread? Not unless it piggybacked on someone on the way out. Uh, I suggest you lay low. We're on our way. Um, I don't mean to be callous, but you're not our main priority. We've got to stop this from happening. Fully agreed. I will do my best to help you from here, and uh, I would advise you to keep communications at a minimum. Roger. Tiger's out. I don't have a cool name like that, but goodbye. <laughs> well, team, that's our time frame. I think our, I think our primary objective will be to destroy the antenna, then stop the doctor. We cannot risk this getting out. Great. That's some shit, but there we are. Now, are we 100% sure that the doctor intentionally let it out, or... Does it matter? After we blow up the antenna, it might... Like, do we just blow him up on sight, or... He might even be an innocent man, a victim of this, Ricky, but you know how it works. So I shoot first, ask questions later. Someone's going to have to answer for this, and it sure as hell ain't going to be us. No witnesses, got it. Tigers, roll out. And, like, about that time, the last of, like, the repair drones on Rifus' mech, like, climb back into the mech, and he's like, all right. 
fully repaired. The red light turns green. Reactor online. Weapons online. online. And as you continue forward through the jungle towards the research station, you see a plume of smoke in the distance. And after a short time, you crest a hill you see down below is another crashed vessel. Red 4, 3, and 2 you got out. Red 1 was unaccounted for, and you see it now before you, smoking, parts of it on fire, engines clearly damaged beyond repair, and people milling about. Captain request permission to scout the ship. Do your business, Highway. And Highway does just that. He moves up as stealthily as possible, getting closer and closer to the ship until he can uh, see what he can see. Okay, would you like to make a skill check for that? I sure would. Okay, for uh, uh, those listening at home, a skill check in Lancer is kind of a narrative role, and it always has a DC of 10. Although, if a pilot has certain skills with taglines such as get somewhere fast or apply fists to faces, then they'll get a bonus to that roll. Um, nothing I have gives me a specific bonus to this, uh, to the die roll anyway, but I do have uh, the infiltrator talent. So I have, uh, essentially, I should be hidden under most circumstances. I could go through the whole thing, but... I'll allow it. I'll, I'll say take a plus two to this just from yep. from that. I don't think that's rules as written, but it's fun. 18 plus two? That's a dirty 20 right there. Ooh. That's kind of 20. <laughs> so, like, these people on the ground are milling about, and then just a mech is staring at them, like, ah! Fuck! <laughs> I believe that uh, regardless of combat rolls or skill checks, a dirty 20 is, in fact, a, I believe, a critical. So, you are quite hidden, and you know it. And you see people as you approach. It seems that the ship is damaged enough. Something that you could probably infer from seeing the last ship crash. The reactor has gone critical. So they are both attempting to take what they can off of the ship. But also, there seem to be people sweeping through the jungle in what you might recognize as somewhat of a search pattern. Yeah, and I know because there were the drones chasing the other ships. So can I try to, I guess, do a search to see if there are any other drones in the area? Uh, yeah, make a make a skill check if you have any relevant tag. Yeah, I have spot. Okay. That's sixteen. Success. You you do a sweep, and your sensor range is out pretty far. You kind of recognize these things, digital signature. And you don't see anything really. Okay. You you get a pretty clear sweep. Okay. And you're pretty you're very confident that if there was something flying around, it wasn't trying to be stealthy, it wasn't avoiding detection, and you would have seen it. Okay. And there's nothing else that stands out as off here. This is red one. These are more researchers. This is yes. This this seems to be all above board. Shaman, you got anything on your sensors? No, I don't. I don't see any any of the drones. Hiding, it looks like, in this area. Highway, what's your read? I'm seeing survivors up here, Captain. At that point, Rifus is going to, like, pop his cockpit and, like, just walk out in the open very slow so they can see him. And there's a, a brief moment where the surprise of seeing somebody else show up unknown, yeah. where they they start to draw weapons, but realize, no, this isn't, this isn't some drone swooping out from the jungle to attack. Yeah. An unarmed pilot has just walked into view. Um, I assume, like, the Lancers have, like, speakers or whatever. Yeah, they probably have some, like, short-range yeah. you know, comms. Just be like, at, at ease. We're the relief. We're the Black Tigers. We're here to help. Thank God. The other, th- We got the other three ships out safely. Well, that's a relief to hear. Who are you looking for? I see you're in a search pattern. You'd be correct. Younger one of ours 
kid named James. He wandered off, said something about his mother. I don't know. He, we don't know if she made it out or not. We didn't. She wasn't on our ship, so. Well, what's the name of the uh, the mother? Mother, Marie. Uh, would we? Did we get a manifest of the other three ships that got out? No, there. It, okay, wasn't time. No, there there wasn't really time to get like a head count, like sign your name here. Yeah. So you're unsure whether or not she got out or not. You know there were casualties from the ship that went down from Red Three. Yeah. But you don't know for certain. Um, Shaman, see if you can find a life form. Okay. I know. I know it's gonna be hard picking. Um, I'll tell the guy like, listen, we want to help. We've only got three hours to stop what's about to happen. Uh, even less by my count now. Right, is there anything we can do right now, right away? I mean, best thing you could do is try and help us find this kid. I mean, he's, he's out there scared. We're going to need shelter when that solar flare kicks off. I mean, we need to be in the shade. How far is it back to the buildings we were, were last episode? About 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, they could make it on foot then if we find the kid. Um, on our private comms, uh, Ricky will just come across and be like, Not to be indelicate, but... Uh, isn't this a waste of time? Remains to be seen. Uh, we're reading that the um, engine on that thing is, is not in good shape. That's exactly right. We ain't got much time before that thing goes. Is it fixable? I don't think it is. It's leaking radiation pretty bad. All right. We're just trying to get whatever we can off of it to maybe, I don't know, construct some temporary shelter. How many are, How many of you are there? There's about 55 of us. Send them back to the other buildings. We'll go find James and the doctor. Take what supplies you can head this way and he gives them like the coordinates to their drop zone or at least back to no the drop zone's farther away like um you know pull up hey can you make it to these buildings in time yeah that that looks like it might be feasible all right um go now we'll see what we can do for the kid we can't waste a lot of time though we've got to take that satellite array down very good well i do appreciate the help see if you can't find the kid bring him back safe he doesn't know what's going on you know what i mean He's out there looking for his mother. Well, that makes two of us. See if while you're at it, you might be able to scrounge up some food around here. We didn't get a chance to grab much in the way of rations, and we don't know how long it'll be. Um, Rifus dumps what rations he has down to him. It's not going to be a lot, but I might be able to help there. Uh, so we pay suddenly, him in beef jerky. So suddenly, the, tar- the turtle shark comes out of the woods where he's been hanging back because giant mech comes in, surprises yeah. everybody, like whatever um and he, he'll crack up his own cockpit and like yeah he's definitely got like a horde of random mres and like on there because he's either working out and eating or he's doing stuff with his mech so he's got a nice little like mini fridge-esque stuff full of mres <laughs> and when they come out highway is going to pop out from where he was hiding which is probably like behind everybody uh, oh shit something yeah. that big should not be that stealthy what the hell yeah <laughs> very close behind him pops around everybody freaks out cap almost got ahead Sounds good, Highway. See if you can find the kid. And Highway's not going to... I'm not getting really too far away, but I'm going to move to what would be the far perimeter and keep an eye. Basically, want to make sure that, you know, any drones coming along, we'd have advance notice or anything like that. Ricky, send me an invoice. <laughs> oh, it's in the mail already. <laughs> the mail? You you mail? You the mail? electronic mail? The UGPS, the United Galactic Postal System. A digital document via the comms and internet cast. Do you mean email? Electronic mail. Isn't that what email stands for? <laughs> well, you can't read, but you think it's a good assumption. Ty, time's a factor. Y'all can figure this out later. <laughs> High intelligence, low wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Shaman, you got anything on the on the radar? Um, can I do a scan for a, 
a kid specifically? Um, uh, sure. Do you want me to re-roll spot? Yeah, go for it. No. <laughs> I, I, I got a sensor range of 20. You think I could take a crack at this? Go for it. Sylvia, what did you get? Five. Oh. I have no relevant oh, skill no. modder unless survive comes into play. Uh, how specific is survive? So I could look at the landscape and be like, okay, if I was a, a kid, I would still have to pick the path of least resistance. I can kind of like see the overlay of the landscape and be like, okay, what way would maybe a kid go? That's it. That seems reasonable. Alright, that's 7-9. Ooh, that close. I don't like kids. <laughs> kids weird me out. Dang. <laughs> well, so you, you stumble around a, a little bit, and uh, sensor range doesn't really pick up anything. It's it's just so hard to dial out the life forms, small, small animals. Even the plants seem to give off a decent amount of a heat signature. Kind of like, like they're adapted to, to take advantage of the high UV radiation. Uh, while they're doing that highway, Will, uh, he could do a lap around the perimeter and see if he notices anything, uh, looking for any clues, maybe tracks, patterns, anything like that. Kid cut himself a path somewhere. Sure, do you have any relevant skill tags? I have spot. Spot seems reasonable. Fine child. <laughs> Oddly specific. That oh! Yes! <laughs> that is an actual 20 on the die. Dang. This is, I'm going to suck this up later. All of my die rolls are coming out now. Ah, we're going to get him Where's out of the, the way kid? now. Yeah, combat will happen. Kid? It'll be net one. He's behind you in the cockpit. <laughs> oh, God, where did you come from? Later on, he goes back to his room. He's got a bunch of kids clothing in it. What the fuck is going <laughs> on? <laughs> That's pretty great. You know, an eight-year-old kid, you know, he doesn't really, uh, doesn't really get the concept of covering his tracks. So the combination of his inexperience and your expertise means that you are very, very easily able to tell which way this kid went. Making my way downtown. Oh, <laughs> Lost as hell. Hoping I get found. <laughs> Captain, I got something up here. All right, you heard him. Fall in. Let's find this kid. And the loudspeakers, I'm like, Jimmy! Jimmy! James. J- J- James! <laughs> Jimmy, which is an abbreviation for James. Where are you? Joshua! <laughs> I'm just going to hang in the back so I don't crush him on accident. <laughs> Which is safe. That's a safe <laughs> assumption. So looking at this trail from uh, James, uh, does it seem to be heading anywhere near the um, communication tower, the dish that we're, we're heading towards? Not really. It almost seems to split the difference. Going into dense jungle. Yeah. Because there's no way to be that lucky. Is there a way to figure out how much uh, time it would take to get from our current position to the research facility? You think it might be about 45 minutes. Highway, all, we can only spend about 15 minutes on this. I'll pick up the pace, Captain. Well, but is the trail heading in the direction of no. what we know to no. be new? No. So it's going kind of like 90 degrees, more or less. Sounds like a dead kid to me. And as you continue through, eventually, while Rife has broadcast this search message, eventually you hear a very faint, very distant, almost picked up more from the fine-tuned sensors than from your own ears, what sounds like a young child yelling in response indistinctly. We got response. And as you continue forward, the jungle grows more and more dense. The leaves of these gigantic plants, almost like elephant ear leaves, almost seem to be reaching up as if towards the intensifying sunlight, like they've grown accustomed to this cycle, the ebb and tide of the solar flare and its radiation. That's cool. And as you break through a specific clearing, you see about 50 feet away, a young child climbing 
a tree, clambering his way up towards what seems to be a large, colorful fruit. Hey, kid, what are you doing? Get down. I'm climbing a tree. This is why I don't have children. There's food up here. Well, there's food back with the others. Get down. Yeah, but have you had one of these? They're real good. No, I haven't, and I don't want one. Get sh- down. Shop, 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 shop. Oh, you haven't lived. Shop. So you had a Jorax fruit. That's what my dad you always used to say. No, those those are pretty good. Ja- those are pretty good, James. I admit, man. Man, we've got some back on the ship, though, that tops that. Have you ever had a, a Jer Bear fruit? So, no. So he's like on a branch, right? Like, how big is this branch? Big enough that he would be like, uh, a grown man could comfortably walk on it. He's able to, like, crawl across it pretty easily. Like, it's pretty sizable. Because Highways is going to be like, ah, for fuck's sake. And he's going to go over and bring the tomahawk up. Like, he's getting ready to (laughs) chop the branch off. Get, just get down. (laughs) Listen, listen, I promise. You come back with us, you will not miss that fruit. We've got stuff back in the ship that will rock your mind. Plus, we got to make sure your mom can find you. Go ahead and make me a skill check. If How about you... charm? Yeah, mm. absolutely. You're a big old piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I just don't know why somebody hasn't just picked the fruit. Uh, net 14, so 18. Yeah. Ooh. You you kind of see his eyes widen. Plus, have you ever rid in a lancer? You guys are lancers? Whoa. Yeah, because of the mechs. Well, not everybody that has a mech is a lancer, you know. No, that, that's fair. Well, come on, kid. I got a I got a sidecar seat in the cockpit right here. All right, but my mom. These are my mom's favorite fruit. So if we go back and she's still alive and they're not and I don't have one, trust me, kid. You're her favorite fruit. How big How big is the fruit? It's actually pretty big. It's like it's about the size of the kid himself. So could I tomahawk some of the fruit off? Is there like a banana bundle of it that I can just can tomahawk just off and it grab? Gently from the vine. Yeah. Please roll in that one. Please roll in that one. Please roll in that one. Am I rolling? I already got a 20, so... Am I rolling for this? Okay. Here here comes my net one. Brad's invoked his wish to see you rolling that one, so now I kind of want to see what happens. <laughs> Damn you, Brad. Who's, whose team are you on? And I just believe in you, Rich. Oh, oh yeah. The 19 on the Good. die. Yeah. No, you very you very deftly swipe just right at, the, right at the root. There's none of that stem that's so toxic, as we all know. It's blowfish fruit. Slice the uh, fruit off, turn the hatchet sideways it does, so it's like sitting on the hatchet, ladle it down to the kid. Perfect. I mean that that would be a uh I mean what that would be a total of over twenty, right? Um I mean if I have pluses with that, I mean Don't push it too far and try to like iron chef that and then you end up cutting the kid in half. I'm making a very good impression for this kid that doesn't matter. (laughs) He was like that one lancer was great! I mean the one that died? I'm sure if he only, went down valiantly. If only he hadn't wasted all his good rolls on chopping down fruit. Exactly. <laughs> I feel a little guilty, but I didn't bore a hole through his mech and put, plant a virus in his brain. It was pretty... <laughs> that was, that was dark. I got dark. <laughs> the kid, between the, uh, you know, the retrieval of the fruit, the very convincing words, he's sort of like, get down underneath the branch and I'll drop into the cockpit. It'll be real cool. Sure. I'm gonna roll to shoot him out of the air. <laughs> I I will I will do that. Sorry, we couldn't find James. <laughs> hey, look, there's no evidence. All we found is his body. <laughs> Some critter got him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I went full rotating barrels, I wouldn't be a body left. They oh. would. No. Yeah. <laughs> All we need is a bag of holding. Most weapons on a lancer would just utterly uh, evaporate yeah. you. I mean, it's like a starship weapon in in Starfinder. Times ten damage. Yeah, more or less. Uh, you would be 
erased. Right. So I guess I like maneuver to let the kid in the cockpit. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> we're we're running out of time before like, um, radiation burns your body away, though. So like bouncing on the branch, waiting for you to get into range. Yeah, get ready for two and a half hours. Of, don't touch that kid. Don't no sit sit. Yeah. <laughs> sit in your hands. Sit in your hands. Yeah, do I need to make some sort of check or just, yeah, I'll maneuver where he can hop in. No, you just, you maneuver around where oh, he no, can Oh, no, 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 bullshit. I had to make a check to cut the fruit. Because you were, Motherfucker you were hefting a mech-sized melee weapon near a child. Yeah, well, you're, <laughs> you're, maneuvering, you're maneuvering your mech under a child. Come on, let's see how good you do here. <laughs> that there's one, no, motherfucker. There's not even a piloting role. You critically succeed. <laughs> oh, <goddammit. laughs> it's rigged, I tell you, it's rigged. No respect, I tell you. <laughs> It's like you want this child to die. And we see in the in the cockpit, Rifus like in his rearview mirror is like getting just right into position, and the kid jumps maybe just a just a scooch too early out of out of eagerness. And you see behind him the kid like land, and there's kind of a scatter of equipment, papers, and, and stuff as he lands behind the co-pilot seat. Whoa, this is what a Lancer Mac looks like on the inside, huh? Yeah. It's pretty great. Strap in though, because it gets bumpy. Oh, I can't wait. Is this the, the button that fires the gun? <laughs> it is not. That's on the control stick here. Oh, which one? There's which button does that? Uh, this one. Can I hit it? No. Can I press it? Tell you what, if we get in a fight, I'll let you press it. Uh, uh so based off when we left, were the people at the crash site already walking away? Yeah. We probably do not have time to take this child back. Yeah, is there a way to calculate that? Like, are we stuck with this NPC now? Because it's 45, it's an, it's probably a, approximately, what, 45 minutes to I, get to... I want an hour of fuckery time when we get there, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say, like, you think you have time to get him back to the the rest of the people taking shelter. Okay. Like, you don't, you don't think it's going to be deliver the kid or get to the research station in time. Okay. Right. All right, double time at tires. And as you make your way back the way you came, so I'm going to go ahead and if you got a spot or like sense some, something like yeah. that, go ahead and make me a I think it's probably standard protocol, highway scouting in front with um, shaman on active sensors. It's shaman. Shaman. Ooh. There, uh, there's those low rolls. 30, 20. Oh, Ooh. thank God. Ooh. Man, we really are going to just roll trash in combat, aren't we? Very good. Oh, you're really saving it up. Hey, I already rolled a three. <laughs> it's going so. to be brutal. Balance and all things. So, Sylvia, you... Did you just call me Sylvie? No, I said <laughs> Sylvia. I said it the right way. Okay. So, Sylvia, you, but on a mixture of your, your radar, your sharp senses, your ability to see things that others might overlook, you see... What seems to be a rippling coming from the tree line, and with a, a roll that good, say, not only do you see some rippling, you also see kind of spiny, almost plated flesh flicker a little bit, and then eyes and teeth. Tigers, th- there's something up ahead. You see this around you. Around me? Around all of you. Oh, the, shit. The tree line of this clearing that you were found yourselves in. Like many eyes are opening up around us. Essentially, yes. Form up. Local fauna's getting feisty. Can I tell if it's like mech or uh, natural or... Uh, nothing you've seen seems to be mechanical. Okay. Necessarily. Okay. It's the feisty fauna fight. The feisty fauna fight. When I get to kill some animals, they'll get in trouble. 
Wow. That's why you're here, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's coming right for us! Ricky's just here to slaughter everything. When, when the hell get to hunt the most dangerous game? Man. Ice Cube? That's why I joined the military. <laughs> Ricky's over there. I, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. There's three types of people that join the military. Those that do it for patriotic duty. Those that do it for money. And those that want a legal means to kill another man. I'm the third. You're all free, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Quoting some Jack Reacher? Yes, I am. Because two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> so what do you do, guys? Uh, freezing your tracks? Do you make a break for it? or? Well, there's, I'm not outrunning anything with this speed of three. So <laughs> I definitely uh, heft my uh, giant shotgun and I'm like, come get some! Yeah, I just I unloaded like a clip on the trees, <laughs> like pre- full on predator yeah, style. Because <laughs> they're surrounding us, correct? So it's not just like yeah, you get the, you get the sense there's a decent amount. How big okay. are these things? Are we worried about like bobcat sized critters? <laughs> it's a little hard to tell from where you are. So can I tell about how big they are? My, what big eyes they have! Uh, you get you get a few pings that are size one. Okay. So about my size. About about your size. So nothing to worry about. <laughs> For you. So is there anything we can do to maybe like intimidate them away? Like they are wild creatures, and maybe if somebody does like do some crazy explosive shit, that they'll be like scared away. Or like they're size one, but there's fifteen of them. We don't think they're gonna get scared away. You don't think that intimidation would really be all that effective? So violence is the only answer. Jurassic Park is. I'll, I'll target the, the largest group of them and be like, "Hey, kid." Yeah. Hit the button. <laughs> and an excited eight-year-old. And the cockpit sort of, opens up. And, oh, shit, wrong button. <laughs> just sort of jumps out of his seat, unbuckled, though he was directed to, and clambers up and just, like, with both hands, just, like, slaps that button, and the, the gun hums to life. Now witness God, child. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start him early. <laughs> I've never felt so powerful in my whole life. Oh. And you never will again. <laughs> and when those creatures rip apart that mech and slowly digest your corpse. Remember, James, throughout your life, when love leaves you cold and bitter and alone, family dies and leaves you cold and bitter and alone, and all your hopes and dreams fall, leaving you with the d- black despair of your soul, this gun will still be here. Breakfast, did you stop talking <laughs> to your therapist again? <laughs> I like, think clear been, the cops. <laughs> I think it'd been better if we just let him die in the woods. <laughs> and the gun crackles with energy and discharges a white hot blast carving through the tree line. And as it does, several what seem to be almost a mix of like eels mixed with velociraptors, <laughs> spines, teeth start rippling through the jungle line. And Lancers, you will need to mount up. Several of these beasts, which are uh, sarcats, sort of uh, somewhere between, you know, like very velociraptor-ish. Not quite a thundercat, but... Yes, very reminiscent of velociraptors. They seem like some sort of, I don't know, apex predator, if you will. They were. Until so the they... tiger showed up. High five! So yeah. can they yeah. fly? That's the real question. Let's find out. They're going to fly to heaven after we smush them. Oh, can they fly or can they die? Both. Oh. Fly, no. Die? Question mark. When Tiger Shark throws one of them three kilometers, we're going to find out. And Tiger Sharks, who is up first? Well, we're, we're the black tigers. 
Black. All right. Uh, do over. Stop trying to take we, we, we do have a tiger shark, but collectively we are the black tigers. Right? I just wrote tigers here and not tigers. <laughs> I feel so. like Jerry from uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're going to get gaslit until this happens, so just deal with it. All right. The turtle was the best part of it. Black tigers, who is up first? I'm very concerned about the two things closest to me. <laughs> so either I need to do something about it, or I would love for someone else to do something. Why don't about you do it. something about it? You're the okay. leader. Okay. Yeah. Lead. All right. All right. Now your your GM ship. What do you feel about this straight line? I think you can hit one or the other from there. Come on, it's hitting both. If he moves, yes. Yeah, I can't move and then shoot my big gun. Ah, an interesting conundrum. Yeah. Um, I don't like the one that's like five feet away from me. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't want it. Don't need it. Jimmy, I need you to get in the seat right now and buckle up. Your wish just came true. We're in it. Hawk Moth, activate. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to activate, like, just a whole mess of subsystems. <laughs> just so many subsystems. Just so many. Now you can do one You can do one free action of a type. So if you um, have, like, two uh, protocols, you'd have, to, you'd have to pick between them. Well, I'm going to activate one core siphon. It gives me a plus one accuracy on the first attack. Roll all others, gain plus one difficulty until the end of the turn. And then the Hawk Moth just gives me some great stuff anyway. So this will be plus two, plus three, plus four. I feel like there should be a plus another plus one somewhere, but I can't prove that, so we're gonna move on. All right. I too would like another plus one to all my stuff, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure it out. We are going to shoot the one closest to me with the railgun. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 16. Okay, that will hit. However, this thing with its refractive spines seems to blend in quite seamlessly with the tree line there. So first of all, it's uh, going to be invisible while it is near soft cover, which it is. And so it's going to uh, have a 50% mischance there. So why don't we go ahead and, uh, you want high or low? I want high. All right. That goes through without an issue. So go ahead and uh, hit me with that damage. All right, we're looking at 14. Okay. Like, almost point blank, the railgun shoots off. 14 is exactly what you need to kill one of these things in a single shot. Oh. And I'm trying to, like, not look panicky, but it's a little panicky because I don't like things up close. So I'm like, get in the seat, kid, get in the seat, kid. And at that short distance, the cannon hits with maximum effect. Um, and I'm going to... I see there's another guy that's almost as close, but just a little bit farther away, but I don't like him either. I don't like things near me, so this child is also a problem, but I'm going to open up with the assault rifle and the pistol. This is only going to be a plus two to each, I believe. Um, eight, so ten on with the assault rifle. Very good. Um, does he get a miss thingy or... He does not, though he is in soft cover, so uh, he will get a, a difficulty die. Okay, so I... Oh, wait, so that goes to the attack, right? Yes. Okay. Um, the other one I, was... I hit a 12, so if I roll higher than a 2, this misses. It misses. All right. But it, it is reliable. Reliable 2 damage. And I'm going to shoot with the pistol. He's in range. Oh, no. Misses. So, like, Rifus panicky drops the reticle and just hits all buttons like shooting everything like and the sheer spread of assault rifle fire is enough that you see some of those some of those refractive spines and platings 
seem to fly off as the bullets dig in and some blood splatters out. This is what it's all about, kid. The kid is uh, kind of covering his eyes, covering his ears. Enough, he's trying to shield himself from the violence. And Team Not Tigers. Crack, I forgot crack shot, yeah. One of these camo sarcasts is going to dive out of the jungle and attack that Sylvia right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's not amazing, but the accuracy die was pretty good, so that's a total of 11. Um, no. Ooh, no. This one back here I'm affectionately referring to as a spitter is <laughs> going to take an attack, as you see, kind of like, uh, what's that one in Jurassic Park with the spines on the side of its Com- face? Uh, I remember they're called compies, but it's like Composaurus or something. Com- I don't remember the actual I'm, name. I'm butchering the name. But- one of those. You see the spines kind of flare out, and in retaliation, it sinks back down on its hind legs, and a glob of acid jets out from its mouth towards you, Rifus. Now I get soft cover? You get soft cover for being adjacent to me, yes. Okay. What's that do again? Is that a plus? Add to one difficulty die, I believe. Okay. Ooh, that's not great. The acid soars past you into a low-hanging branch. You see that branch start to dissolve and eventually break off as the acid chews through it. <laughs> Isn't this cool, Jamie? And the black tigers are up next. Anybody have anything they want to do? I want the thing closest to me to go away. My only logic for you to do that, instead of the one closest to you, is that I sign your checks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sammy's got one right on her. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that's me. fair, and I'm cognizant of that. But if Sammy dies, I could still sign your check. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. I could take over the check signing. <laughs> Listen, Linda. She's been practicing your signature, huh? <laughs> I can forge it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am Rifa Threebo. <laughs> We've agreed the captain must die. <laughs> <laughs> mutiny! <laughs> it's only been two hours. <laughs> so it's mutiny then. He didn't know his last name was Bly. Well, James, you're about to get a lot of lessons today. <laughs> I, I didn't even have time to see you as a father figure before you die terribly. <laughs> <laughs> so who on team questionably heroes is a... Uh, I mean... If nobody has anything they want to do, I'll go. I'm doing what I think is the best thing I can do right now, which is trying to help people from her getting hurt. So I'm going to yeah. not move at the moment. Um, okay, I mean, I I'll go. Either that or uh, I can go because I can lock on, too. Well, that's that's fair. To that's cool. Do that. Wait, which one are you? Right I am this guy. So you want to kill the pink one. Okay, so I'm going to lock on to the pink one right there. And then the one that's right next to me, I am going to attack with my gold knife. Uh, the 15. The hit. And I don't think it's near soft cover. Nope. It has moved away from its uh, soft cover, so... And it's three damage. And since I didn't move, I get a lock on to a second one. So I'm going to go ahead and lock on to the one that's right next to me as well. Okay, very good. And in response to that, Ricky, your mech is blocking line of sight here. Ah, oh, shame. Looks like he doesn't get to go. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for nothing. This one here, furthest away from the group, south side of the battlefield. See a rustle through the tree leaves and biting out, almost as if snapping at the ankles of the gigantic frame in front of it is a camo sarcat that begins to attempt to bite Ricky's mech. I use my reaction to kick it. <laughs> Sticky stung. Oh! Now, Ooh. oddly enough, Ooh. Uh, NPCs in Lancer can't do certain things, such as crit. Oh, I'm so happy. You are kind and fair. Thank oh, you. Oh, so happy. 
It's like, but in my games, they do! <laughs> <laughs> I'll take full credit for that rule, but I didn't write it. So, regardless, though, uh, I suppose that will that will. I think hit. my AC is six. Yes. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you hit him four times. Then, yeah, that'll hit. Shadowrun rules, RPF2 rules, and you take six uh, kinetic damage. So, I subtract armor, so I take that thing bites down and kind of see one of the teeth snap off in the armor, but the others dig into the metal, and as you wiggle your foot to try and shake it free, it stays latched on like bulldog jaws. It's like a chihuahua. They're biting at my ankles. Stomp him. <laughs> Don't you call the sweet baby velociraptor a chihuahua I will end you. <laughs> Me, he is. All right. And Team Tiger Shark. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it, apparently. And the Black Tigers. Are up next. You ready over there, Tiger Shark? Did either one of you ever? Oh yeah, she did her lock on. Yep. yep. Yeah. So it's your turn or my turn. Yeah. Either um, one. And and feel free to blow the lock on on the pink one. Get uh get after it. You can go. I don't okay. mind going last. Um. <laughs> I'm doing my job. Thank you. <laughs> so. Now the blue one is is that right up on you there, Highway? Are you engaged? Um. Are, am I? That's a good question. I I can't. That matters. I mean, then you're, not, you're not engaged. <laughs> okay. It, I mean, your melee reach is disgusting, but... Ethan continually doesn't actually use the squares. He just lifts it. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is... They're more like concepts. <laughs> this way he can move them to whatever way advantages them more. <laughs> the real grid is in our minds where this <laughs> theater takes place. <laughs> okay. Um, so tell you what I'm going to do. The first thing I'm going to do is boost. And then I'm going to move. Can we move through friendly squares, or do we have to go around? Characters can move freely through spaces occupied by allied characters. Okay, so I can move through allied characters. All right, so move me to right there. And then I am going to consume the lock-on for uh, Mr. Pink Guy over here. So Highway kind of runs through uh, Tiger Shark's legs, kind of almost pirouettes around them, and pops out the other side, taking advantage of Sylvia's lock-on, and throws his war pike at the pink guy over there. And, ooh, yeah, that's going to be a dirty 20 right there. Actually, it is a dirty, oh, no, I take the back. It's going to be a 19. Ooh. Are you sure? Yep. Now, lock Wait, on. you get to roll twice. Yeah. Though, so see if you yeah. get something better. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is, the, oh, yeah, that's your special lock on. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> now it is a dirty Oh, yeah. shit. You're welcome. Wow. You're the real MVP. All right, so I get to double this. Uh, you roll twice the die and take the highest result. So if you of roll, each. Yeah, yeah, so if you were to roll... Uh, so I roll six dice and take the highest three. That is exactly right. <laughs> sixes. Two sixes and a five. So that is... Um, That's 17. Uh, but one of those is actually half. Oh. So, because one of them is actually a 1d3. Oh, no, that's, I'm wrong. Never mind. This one is a 1d6. I was looking at my charge blade. My four pike is 1d6. So that is just straight up 17. And as it frills its spines along the side of its face, and you see this sack underneath fill with acid, the war pike just impales it, and its own acid starts spilling out onto it, and it screeches terribly, and there's no more. And like Gryphus's cockpit, it's like, danger, close, danger, just... And like the danger, close, like alarm goes away, and it's like, just remember, kid, hire the best. And with that, I use my skirmish maneuver to move back one. And then I'm going to use my uh, hunter ability because I get to activate, still get to use my auxiliary weapon, which I'm going to throw at the other one over there, but I'm not going to consume that lock on. 
Let's just go ahead and make this a straight die roll. Do it. Come on. That's a 19 on the dice, so another 20. Ooh. Holy shit. <laughs> You're going to have to thank Nick. <laughs> no kidding. We were gifted very nice 3D printed dice towers from Nick, who you uh, probably recognize if you watched any of the live streams we've done. Or uh, you may recall in the first campaign, he made an appearance or two. But Nick has, has given us some dice towers, and they are rolling fire for... Richard here. Enough so that I'm going to pull out a smaller D20 that I can use in my own in hopes of, you know, leeching some of this juju. Damn you, Nick. Now, that isn't great damage, but it is four damage on that guy there. As I flick my little knife out from the wrist sheath, it goes flying at him, stabs, and then it comes back. And then you're going to see me jump, or fly as it were, to this square here as I kind of somersault through the air. On the other side of it. Um, yeah, if we if there were flanking rules, that would put me in flank, which really is not what I'm after, but it just looks cool uh, that I wind up there at the end of uh, my my uh, return. But yeah, since I use my auxiliary my weapon, I can fly up to three spaces. So uh, yeah, th that's my uh, that's my action. All right. And did you consume that lock on? I did no. not. All right. I left that one. Very good. Then uh, and you watch me grab a die and hold it over here because I now have one of my blade master die. Very fancy. I don't get a special type of die. I wish I was in his cockpit. Yeah, me too, kid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all other enemy combatants on the field have already taken their turn. So, Ricky, you are up next. Hey, it's a me. It's a my turn, Ricky. Uh, um, let's see. The one in front of me, I'm just going to basically uh, point my shotgun down at it and pull the trigger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a simple but effective tactic. It's going to gain the benefits of hard cover. As its uh, invisibility, while it's adjacent to soft cover, gives oh. it some extra, extra defense. We're good at everything. Um, I don't take any difficulty from being engaged. That thing. But I also need to check another ability and make sure I don't get anything else. Okay. So I take one difficulty, but I do get plus one accuracy when using CQB weapons with a shotgun is to targets within range three, which this is. Okay. So it's just a, the straight die roll with my normal plus two. Uh, it will take one difficulty because hardcover is two difficulty die. So you'll negate one of those with an accuracy. Snap. And you'll also need to uh, do a 50 50 roll to see if it hits the invisible. What do you want me to roll first? I didn't realize it was going to be this hard. <laughs> Call it lower high. Uh, high. All right. High it is. So that, that works. So now I just roll d20 and then d6 with that. And that hits. All right. Lay it on, poor bastard. <laughs> And this is just a straight D6, so he takes four damage as I just shoot in the general direction of his slightly translucent form. All right. You see the impact kind of ripple through the invisible plating of that creature, and it dislodges its jaws from your foot and lands in the foliage and the underbrush below. And for my other quick action, you're going to see me take a large, just basically giant plate of steel shield and just bring it down um, to cover Sylvia and your resistance all damage as long as they stay adjacent to me. However, my mech also takes 50% of the damage that the target takes before armor and reduction. Okay. I like the imagery where like it's like gnawing on your ankle and looks up and there's a shotgun just pointing at its face. face. Yeah. <laughs> and now that Team Black Tigers has taken their whole turn, we're gonna go to a new round and. As the shotgun shot rings out, you see in the distance ripples, larger ripples, and the heavy fall of footsteps 
as something large seems to be looming, getting ready to crash through these jungle trees. And we'll see what exactly this beast is on the next episode of The Adventurer's Vault, Lancer, The Fourth Lesson. Mother is not pleased. Now, these were the babies. <laughs> Target Shark, that would be a good time to wind up that big gun. That's why I save it for these special occasions. Thanks for listening to The Adventurer's Vault. Be sure to visit theadventurersvault.com for more episodes and campaigns. Information. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. If you like what you hear, give the Adventurer's Vault a shout out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't like what you hear, visit the Adventurer's Vault Discord server and let the cast know directly just what you think of them. And while you're there, listen to the exclusive content to see if it's just as bad. The Adventurer's Vault is produced by Night Owl Workshop, LLC. Now go quick, listen to more before I hunt you down.